0: BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's non-stop hustle all the time. Work Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado.
1: This should be played at high volume, preferably
2: in a residential area.
3: Ladies and gentlemen, it is now time!
1: Oh no. Oh yeah! I finished these fights. Give me a hell yeah!
2: Top Rope Nation. Learn to love it! It's the best
1: What's going on guys? Episode 106 of Top Rope Nation. Here I am Ryan Drosty, joined by Justin Joint, Kyle Ross. Hope your summer is going well. We've got one of the biggest pro wrestling weekends of the year, probably since Wrestlemania. On the horizon this weekend, we're going to get you all ready for that. We're going to talk AEW. We're going to talk Evolve. We're going to talk WWE, of course. we got big shows from all three and a couple news items to hit on as well. So before Ooh. we get things started, there you heard him, Kyle Ross. Kyle, number one, uh, how is your week going? And number two, which of these three shows are you most looking forward to this weekend?
3: Number two is tough. Um,
1: I was going to make a bathroom joke there, yeah, but I held on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I
3: mean, ex- <laughs> I feel like Extreme Rules has the capability to be either the best or the worst. And for that, either perverse or, you know, um, surprising enjoyment. Um, I'll say that. Long-time listeners
1: a- of this show are going to be shocked you chose the WWE show, Kyle.
3: Hey, you know, I mean, the other shows aren't that really big of a deal in the grand scheme of things. They'll be good shows. They'll probably I mean, they'll feature better wrestling. But you know, this is a podcast. You know, <laughs> I want I want to do more than this match was good. Yes. As for as by the way, as for the number one question you had, I need all the Patreon money this month. <laughs> that is true based I'll on what be, you're telling us off air yeah i mean not there i man they're shooting at me and missing and shitting at me and hitting i'll tell you that much <laughs> right now
1: we were just and i were hoping kyle might venture out to iowa for the second summer in a row for the uh, hall of fame festivities here at the tragos thes hall of fame not looking likely uh, no. life support odds <laughs> on that one <laughs> yeah a lot, a lot of bills in the Ross household. Yeah, life,
3: life support. I think hit me. Quite frankly, I mean,
1: <laughs> let's hope not. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. That would not be good for this podcast, Kyle. Like I've said before, you are the rain man of professional wrestling, and without Kyle Ross on this show, we would suffer greatly.
3: Yeah, <laughs> I, I um. want to make a very inappropriate joke right now, but my God, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> oh, it's bad.
1: You might get us kicked
3: oh. off the air. Oh, it's bad.
1: Might get us kicked off Twitter. I'll, I'll get to that here. Oh, by the time. way,
3: if, 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 if I do die on air, just keep the show going. It's what I would have wanted.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's good to know. know. <laughs> Justin joined on that note, uh, what's going on with you this week, and, and which uh, show are you most looking forward to?
2: Uh, having a good week. Um, rewatching The Wire and almost finished with uh, Season 3, so if anybody who's ever watched that knows uh, season three is some phenomenal television.
3: Oh yeah.
1: I've never seen the wire. That's Shocking. I know. Life. It's
2: good stuff. Um, I would say, you know, I'm not really looking forward to one show in particular. I'm looking forward to certain aspects or matches, uh, of each show. Uh, I'm looking forward to see what the presentation is like for evolve and, uh, uh, aew Uh, i'm looking forward to seeing some of the guys i never get to see in evolve Um, and then there's just a handful of matches like i said from from each show that i'm looking forward to
1: i agree i'm uh i think overall i am most looking forward to extreme rules uh, like kyle is for some of the same reasons you said kyle but Overall, I mean, this this AEW show is going to be good for sure. I feel like the hype for it isn't quite where even Fighter Fest was, though. I, I think I like the card for Fighter Fest a little bit better, too. I, th- I think it's going to be a solid show, especially the, the Bucks and, and Cody and Dustin match. But uh, Extreme Rules has some good sleeper matches to be very, very good. So uh, we'll get into that later in the show. Um, as far as my week... I wanted to give you guys a little update because last week I ranted and raved, I don't know, ranted and killed Twitter, more or less. didn't Mm -hmm. rave about Twitter, that's for sure. But I ranted on Twitter because our account had lost features, never, I still to this day have not uh, had an answer from Twitter and what happened. I've every single day been messaging Twitter support, so finally what I did, this is going to be... Kind of confusing. I'm going to try to lay it all out there because I don't want to lose any of our followers. I want you guys to all know what happened here. So we've had two Twitter accounts in the history of this podcast. There used to be the Top Rope Nation podcast account. I think it was at TR Nation podcast. And then there was the at Top Rope Press account, which was the website I used to run. The website account had way more followers. 20,000 plus because it was a popular, well-trafficked website. Well, when the website went kaput and I closed that i moved our podcast account over to the website account made more sense you know it had more followers Uh, i kept the old podcast account open Uh, i renamed that top rope press just so i could maintain that username so now it is it's the podcast account that was moved to the website account that has lost features you can't follow it anymore a lot of you probably think you're still following it and you're not I don't know what's going on. It might come back, and I'll switch back. But what I finally decided to do was go back to our original podcast Twitter account. And so I released the At Top Top Rope Nation username from the 20,000-plus follower account, and I renamed the podcast, the old podcast account, At Top Rope Nation, so if you see tweets out there or you see you were followed by at top rope nation and you think, well, I already follow those guys because I went back and I tried to follow some of our most engaged um, listeners in recent months. You probably actually don't follow us because it's it's the same username, but it's a whole different account. Mm. So please follow us back. If you get a follow alert from us, check because you're probably not following our original podcast. And I has less followers. But it's still at Top Rope Nation. So if you follow us on Twitter, just double check, do us a favor, look up at Top Rope Nation, see if you're following us. If not, follow us because you're gonna want to stay tuned to what we got planned for the rest of the summer. So that's basically I've been stressing about Twitter now for about the last three weeks. (laughs) And this is what I decided to do. So the old account uh that was at Top Rope Nation, that one is now at Top Rope Press, still having the problems. Uh, Like I said, way more followers on that account. If the followers come back, I'll probably flip it back. But if not, we got this account on reserve. So I'm kind of glad I I kept that account because if you go go down the timeline, you'll see tweets from like 2017, early 2018 from that account about the podcast. And then they stop because that's when I flipped it over. So hopefully you guys aren't thoroughly confused. I was trying to explain it all. But basically I had two accounts and I flipped the names back and forth. So you will need to refollow us. I thought, How's that sound, guys? Are you? Thought are you the,
3: I, thought, I thought the WWE tag team title picture was confusing to explain sometimes, and now well, I got to deal with that.
1: I thought, like, our, you know, our followers are going to be really confused because they're going to see, like, oh, at Top Rope Nation followed us, and then they don't think anything of it. I already follow guys. You probably don't, so make sure to refollow follow us. I just wanted but, to lay that out there for you guys.
3: So you think wrestling fans are dumb? Is what you're saying? No, I don't at all. <laughs> but
1: I mean, it's it's the same username. You know, it's the same name. It's the same profile picture. Like I made it all the same. So it'd be easy to mistake it. So hopefully get everyone back on there. Um, So kind of along those same lines, guys, uh, we are streaming on Patreon right now as we do each and every week. I wanted to throw an announcement out there because uh, in June we did a special where if you join the $5 tier, You got a free T-shirt. I just placed the orders for those. You'll be getting those in the next week and a half or two weeks. Uh, We're also going to do a special in August. This is not T-shirts, though. This is really cool. So if you haven't seen the announcement yet on our Twitter page or on Patreon, uh, we got a hold of a very limited WWE Mattel Elite figure. I don't know if you guys have seen this. It is the Macho Man Randy Savage Slim Jim themed Elite figure. And these are only being sold at San Diego Comic-Con this year, although they put a limited amount for sale one day online and they sold out in minutes. So you're probably not going to be able to get a hold of this one. It's a super cool figure. It's got Savage in the outfit from the Slim Jim commercials. He's even holding boxes of Slim Jims and it comes in a Slim Jim box. (laughs) I tweeted out a picture of it. It's really cool. We're going to be giving that away to one of our followers on Patreon in August. Giving it away. Yes. Free. Free. What so what
3: do I um, have
1: to do? <laughs> you got to join the Patreon page, Kyle, and okay, you okay. can go ahead and get an entry okay. too. But oh, okay. uh basically how it's gonna I haven't for sure decided on the formula, but something along the lines of what tier you're on is going to give you like more entries in the raffle. And I'm gonna live stream the raffle on our Patreon page so everyone can see who wins in real time. And I'll just an envelope there. Yeah, that's right. So you can get a hold of that. Uh, this is a good incentive to stay a member on Patreon or join Patreon if you want that figure, because I think, you know, we, we have a decent amount of Patreon followers, but you're still going to have a good chance to win. It's not like we have hundreds. So if you want that figure, tell your friends, if anyone reaction action figure collectors or anything, it's a good time to check out our Patreon page in August and get a hold of a super rare figure, probably the hardest one to get this year. So check that out. It's patreon.com slash top rope nation. Were you guys ever big uh, action figure collectors growing up? WWF, WCW, any of those? Justin?
2: Uh Yeah, I had, I'm guessing around 40 combined for the WCW and WWE or WWF, I suppose, back then. And I had the, uh, the big blue ring, too. Oh, yeah. Classic Hasbro ring. And if I had any multiples, like I had multiples of uh, Macho and Hogan, I would uh, crayon red on their head to make it look like they're bleeding so I could swap them out in the middle of a match.
1: (laughs) Nice. So what happened to all those? I know, you know, long time uh, listeners and watchers of the show might remember you had some of those Hasbros in the background and some of our old shows.
2: Yeah. I still got those two. Um, Those were ones my aunt found and gave to me. But uh, for some reason, when I hit, uh, I don't want to say maybe 15 or 16, I, I gave them all to my younger cousin.
1: Talk about your all-time biggest I regrets. I know, I know. Kyle, you're showing off a figure on the webcam here on Patreon right yeah, now. What do right you got there? How about Ted Arcidi?
3: <laughs> okay, I <laughs> mean, how do you not? I, if you if there's a toy store going out of business and they're going to offer you Ted Arcidi for like four bucks, you j- you jump at that opportunity. <laughs> nice.
1: Got Did- uh,
3: magnificent Morocco too. Other that was another recent uh, get. These were all used. Corporal Kirchner's in the house. I bought all the worst guys, by the way. I'm These perfect. are all LJNs, by the way. Yeah. Classics. And then Ricky's Steamboat was cheap because the gee was missing or the headband was missing.
1: That's <laughs> awesome. I, that's hilarious. I was down in uh, Des Moines yesterday, actually, and I went to uh, Jay's CD, which was just f- this, this very shop was just on the uh, Zack Ryder Figure It Out YouTube oh. series. And, and, he- and the guy that helped me is the guy that helped them on on the series but i picked up a couple ljns myself got the well, macho man roddy piper series one
3: yeah i had those i remember back in the day i don't know where those are maybe in my parents attic but if not they have some explaining to do <laughs>
1: <laughs> maybe uh justin's cousin got a hold of them somehow yeah Let's hope not. All right. Well, I, I thought it was a cool giveaway. This this figure is super high in demand in, in the figure community this year. So uh, a good motivation to join and spread the word about the Top Rope Nation
3: Patreon page. Uh, by the way, Ted R. C. cannot stand up. They made him so top heavy. He just like falls. He just like falls all the time.
1: Those figures, those LJNs are like indestructible though.
3: They are. Yeah. Like They're thick
1: nothing. rubber material. They're bigger than the hat. Quite a bit bigger than the Hasbro's. I think the Hasbro's are like three and a half inches. Good, Give good. RCD,
3: what a performer he was.
1: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, guys, as always, if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, subscribe, five stars, leave a review, we'll read it on the air. Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn, Google Play, wherever podcasts are found. And if you have an Amazon Alexa, Alexa, play the Top Rope Nation podcast, and she will try it out sometime. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. So uh, I wanted to start off talking about AEW Fight for the Fallen. And as we get started, though, we kind of got an opening question. I think we'll tie this in right away because there was a lot of conversation when WWE announced that they were streaming the Evolve 10th anniversary show on the WWE Network at the same time as Fight for the Fallen. There was a lot of criticism in the wrestling community online about this for WWE Choosing to do that. The AEW show is a charity show for gun violence. Uh, Justin, what are your thoughts? Do you have any problem with WWE streaming Evolve simultaneously up against AEW on Saturday night?
2: No, not really. I mean, they're shows that are opposite each other all the time. And uh, this is something that AEW is just probably going to have to get used to. And supposedly, you know, I, I think Triple H said that they had this planned, you know, long before fight for the fallen uh was announced so i don't know what's true um personally i I think having them both on the same night is gonna hurt evolve more than it'll hurt AEW.
1: it's a good point good point uh kyle what do you think
3: i have no problem with it um you know to justin's point about what triple h said um it is their you know anniversary show so, you know, like, the, it's not like you can just make, oh, yeah, well, by God, our anniversary is now going to be against AEW. I mean, you know, so it's it's somewhat grounded, you know, mm-hmm. in, in that Triple H is common. You could make a case is grounded in reality. Um, And as far as having a problem with it, no, I I, I think the fans win, too. We're probably going to get two quality shows. You think, I mean, everyone's probably going to have their working boots on. Mm-hmm yeah so uh, hey, and it's not like you can only watch one or the other streaming folks i mean who among us isn't going to watch both yeah
1: this isn't the days of uh, tnt versus usa here no so yeah all good points i think the biggest criticism and, and was by that- the way
3: didn't everyone love that doesn't everyone romance about that oh yeah the time and why we want to go back to the the attitude era, the monday Night wars mm-hmm. and by the way new japan there's they'll be on tv on axis that same time yeah
1: so it's a huge, this is one of the reasons it's such a big weekend, which is cool as a wrestling fan, makes you amped up to get to the shows this weekend. I think the biggest criticism was that WWE has never streamed an Evolved show despite working with them for years. So although the show was scheduled, They're, they're, you know, the plans to stream it. That's what they're being criticized for. But like you guys, I don't really have too big of a problem with it either because I don't think this is going to hurt AEW whatsoever. I think everyone that was going to watch the AEW show is still going to watch it and they'll still check out Evolve. Yeah. So uh, the The AEW show is
3: free. You got to pay for the Evolve show. So, yeah, Yeah, exactly. I think the number of people that, like, you know, are going to put AEW, like, first of all, I don't think it matters if AEW's put. Put on second by a consumer, but I I just think that number is going to be pretty small.
1: Yeah. So what is I I kind of got into this a little bit ago with talking about fight for the fallen versus Fighter Fest. Uh, What do you guys? What's your anticipation level for this show versus the last AEW show, which was only a couple weeks ago? Pretty pretty close together. Like, how would you compare going in? Were you more excited for Fighter Fest or for this one, Justin?
2: Uh, honestly, I was not really all that excited for either one. I'd say maybe a little bit more for uh, Fighter Fest just because, you know, John Moxley's debut, but uh, both of them just feel like exhibition shows to me. Um, so, I mean, like Double or Nothing was not like that. That felt special because it was the first actual AEW show. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you just kind of have these cards that feel just kind of special almost randomly slapped together for the most part. Uh, so uh, yeah, until, uh, until all out and the TV starts, is, I don't think these are going to do it for me. Okay. Fair enough. Kyle? Yeah,
3: we, you know, it's another one. Um, we talked about this with Stomping Ground. Um, and we talked about it with Fighter Fest. Bridging the Gap shows. That's what this is. Mm-hmm. Um, my excitement level, I mean, I guess just because the turnaround's so quick, I think that's the key. The turnaround between Fighter Fest and the show this week in Fight for the Fallen is so quick compared to even Fighter Fest and Double or Nothing that you just can't help but feel um, that this is probably the of the three the the AEW show with the least interest. And you know, to Justin's point about the card, you know, outside of you know the the Rhodeses against the Bucks and then the Brandy and Alley match, they really didn't push much on the road to the fight for the Fallen series. Mm, yeah so um yeah
1: yeah it does this card definitely does feel a lot more thrown together obviously the bucks and the Rhodes brothers that's the one they built the most um and that one's going to be awesome i'm really looking forward to that match and the story they tell there it's also kind of intriguing and and, and and
3: what's interesting too is that that's not going to be a normal bucks match is it and that's like to me Mm -hmm. someone watching with a critical eye makes it the most interesting because you know it's not going to just be the the, you know the roses aren't lucha bros right so yeah it's a whole different style we're not gonna have the
1: whole the whole high-flying aspect to this to this match um i'm i'm interested about who's gonna go over though we did a we yeah it's it's okay we we did a preview for comic book today and uh choosing the winner here i really struggled with because uh the bucks are undefeated right uh dustin lost and Cody basically has a <laughs> win and a tie. <laughs> so, like, they, they've said wins and losses yeah. are going to matter a lot in this promotion. Yeah. Although they haven't really pushed that yet. That's one thing that's kind of been missing, uh, to be honest, from these first two or three shows. Is that they talked about how they were going to push, like, analytics with the matches. And I'm sure this is going to be part of the TV show. But we haven't got any taste of that yet. Wins and losses are going to matter. Like none of that. You don't see like wins and loss records on the screen yet, as people are coming out. Um, no analytic analytics about the matches whatsoever. So I'm looking forward to seeing that change happen. But that's that's what uh, intrigues me here. Is I, f- I feel like it's a pretty tough pick as far as as who's going to win this match. Uh, do you guys have any thoughts right off the bat on on who you see going over in that one? Because I don't think we're going to break down every single match on this card uh since we got two three shows to talk about tonight we'll hit evolve a little bit um but uh any thoughts on who you think would go over and why here yeah, either one of you Kyle think, Justin
2: Justin i, I think it's got to be the young bucks cuz they're the big team of the uh of AEW uh they're going to be the team for the long term this uh, i would assume this road tandem is a one off um so yeah I, I don't really see any reason why they would actually have Cody and Dustin win. Other than you know, Dustin Rhodes being on the Mount Rushmore of tag team specialists. Mm-hmm.
3: There you go. Oh, well, that's right. We, <laughs> yeah, we get another look at it this week. Yeah. Um,
1: Check out last week's episode, guys, for that discussion.
3: So, yeah, I kind of like Justin's point about you know a one-off team versus the team that's going to be pushed as you know one of the top acts in the entire promotion. Mm-hmm. For that, I w- I would take the bucks, but it. You would reckon that there is going to be a storyline finish here, right? It's not just going to be, you know, big moves, clean win. There's there's going to be some sort of story told in the finish that may play in to, you know, an upcoming program. Mm-hmm. We know, I mean, Sean Spears and Cody are going to, you know, do a program. So he could get involved. Um, and we don't know who the Bucks are working it all out, do we? No. So there you go. I mean, that it could also be a way to introduce that, whoever that is going to be. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think that hasn't been announced, but Cody versus Sean Spears, aka mm-hmm. Ty Dillinger, that seems like a good bet for all out,
3: the way it's been built with the chair shot at the last show. And so- there is one thing we have to talk about. You finish, but there is one thing I definitely want to talk about, um, Sean Spears related on this show.
1: Okay, we'll get to that just right away here in just a second. I was just gonna say that. Uh, when I was doing my prediction, it, I I said Spears would get involved, but I don't really know if it's gonna you know cost Cody the match or if it's gonna be after the bell again. Um, I see the point in making the Young Bucks win; they stay undefeated as a you know, possibly the top tag team in in the uh, company, especially if wins and losses are gonna matter so much. At the same time, you, you could see them giving Dustin a win if they have anything planned for him. Like maybe they do something in the future where he's like the grizzled veteran getting one last push, you know, to move towards a one more opportunity at a world title or something like that. Um, they would maybe want to give him a victory here since he didn't win it the uh, in his previous match. And you could also do something with Cody and Dustin splitting too. You know, mm-hmm. who knows? So uh, yeah, Kyle, what what do you have on? Uh, Sean
3: Spears okay so we're not gonna hit every match but I think there's one um that I want to touch on at least one that I want to touch on here and it's the six man involving Sean Spears so others have noticed have noted this and they usually preface it with well WWE would get crucified if they did this and they're right the whole thing of having MJF and Spears on the same team I know they like tried to, or MJF tried to like play it off like, you know, WTF with a tweet or something like that. Mm-hmm. But, um, that that's kind of illogical. Yeah. Those two being on the same team. And by the way, we talked about those Cody, how he vacillates face and heel, you know, and whether or not that's an issue, mm-hmm. you know, Spears being aligned with MJF, that angle going down the way it did. And then being, you know, on the same team with MJF, doesn't that undermine MJF as a heel? too because like it's funny that like you know mjf who's like always coming out to get the cheap heel heat you know now he's concerned now you know he kind of becomes de facto face in the coat with the cody thing when cody becomes de facto face yeah so i just think that's the thing that if wwe did it they'd get raked over the coals and remember we're objective on this show folks that's right with a capital o
1: <laughs> yeah I almost went somewhere with that one, but I'm not going to do it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the big O. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, this, <laughs> this, 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 uh, this match is very thrown together. Now, Jimmy Havoc and Darby Allen, they've been a tag team before. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the rest of it, it's, it's six man tag. You got a lot of big names in there. It's, it's Havoc and Allen teaming with Joey Janela. against it's MJF, yeah. Sammy Guevara and Sean Spears. So, I mean, yeah, it's kind of illogical. And what a sure. week!
3: What a weekend for Joey Janela. Huh? I mean, my God, if Bill Watts saw footage of uh, that f- alleged fight <laughs> between Janela and Ed, the artist formerly known as Enzo, Bill Watts would have fired those two right away.
1: Oh man, we this is funny. So in the comic book preview, they uh, one of the questions we had was book three more matches for for All Out that haven't been announced. Like if you were booking, and I said. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do uh, MJF with Joey Janela because MJF could cut some great promos making fun of him for that whole confrontation. Yeah. <laughs> like, can you yeah. imagine? Yeah. Yeah, so I'm, I'm sure he'll probably mention it at the show yeah. here, though. So that's a that one's going to be on the pre-show, evidently. Uh, the Sunny Kiss-Peter Avalon match is going to be on the pre-show. Those two are announced for the pre-show. And then we have, uh, let's see, five matches on the main show. So we got SoCal uncensored against the Lucha Bros. Should be a very good match. We've Mm -hmm. got Adam Page and Kip Sabian. Should be an obvious win for Adam Page. Yep. Uh, We got him wrestling Jericho for the world, the first ever AEW World Title at uh, All Out next month. So you got to set the table for him and get get him the victory here. Now Chris Jericho is going to be at the show. He's teasing. He's going to do something major. We don't know what. He's probably going to cut a promo. Probably make fun of WWE a little bit. I'm sure if you if you've read his Twitter timeline recently, but uh, who knows what he's going to do? We've got Omega and SEMA, and then a women's match: Brandy Rhodes and Allie. So, uh, of all
3: those matches, guys, anything else you want to throw out there? Any Omega's other? theoretically another pretty obvious winner because he's going on to his own big match in Chicago with Moxley. So, yeah.
1: So, I mean, it is a good card. It's a solid card. It's just, it is it does kind of have that feel. It's kind of thrown together. So I think that's why the uh, the excitement's not as there as the last couple shows.
3: And I do have to say something, you know, like husband, like wife, Brandy also is, her character seems to be doing that vacillating face and heel thing too, Mm -hmm. because, you know, she's, you know, kind of just by being, you hate saying the Stephanie role, but for lack of a better term, you know, on screen, um, you know, she's come across as healers, but then they did that, like, and I thought it was really well done that, um, uh, on road to fight for the fall. And they talked about her background in figure skating and she came across as a huge baby face, like yeah. massive. And it was a really well done story. I would really recommend people watching that. Um, but it's interesting. I mean, they acknowledged it. Um, I think the following week. And um so at least they touched on it there, but it's it's weird how like you know both her and Cody kind of vacillate.
1: Yeah, um actually, there's one other card, one other match on the card. I completely forgot because it was on the next page of my notes here, uh and that's a triple threat tag team match. So we got the Dark Order versus Angelico and Jack Av- Evans versus Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. How do I forget the Great Luchasaurus? Now I love this character, guys. <laughs> I don't know about you guys. I was listening earlier today to. Uh, One of my favorite podcasts to listen to, speaking of action figures, it's called Fully Posable. I plugged them a few weeks ago. And they were talking about um, when the AEW action figures come out, because they're sure to come out at some point. You know, who would you have in your series one? And one of them said, you got to have Luchasaurus in there. Because can you (laughs) imagine a Luchasaurus action figure? That would attract so many kids' eyes. That would be a great choice. I just love the whole look of the Luchasaurus. But... uh, yeah, triple threat tag match. That's on the main card, by the way, too. So six, yeah, six matches on the main card. What do you guys think of Luchasaurus? Justin,
2: you like the character? I'm a fan. I like uh, the tandem with Jungle Boy, too.
1: Yeah, Jungle Boy is a big-time star on the West Coast on the indie scene. And uh, I think once they start television, he'll probably catch on, too, across the country. So
3: slapper and Jungle Jim Steel, I'll tell you that much.
1: <laughs> But, Love no, it.
3: I, I like it. That's a good act. It is. Yeah,
1: it is a good act. So that is, uh, we got a lot to get to, so we're not going to preview every match, but uh, that's Fight for the Fallen. Now, to throw out the Patreon page one more time, I don't want to be selling too much here, guys, but we are going to be doing an edition of uh, Top Rope Nation Extra. We'll have to talk about the schedule Sunday. We'll talk about this software air but Sunday or Monday, we'll put out a show. Um, it's, this is Patreon exclusive. We do it for all the pay-per-views, and we'll talk Fight for the Fallen, and extreme rules kind of like a recap review show so we'll be doing that early next week so join the patreon page if you want to hear that exclusive show um all right so we've got evolve 131 the 10th anniversary show guys i put the card in our uh, google docs here with our with our notes and uh any matches in particular you guys wanted to talk about here i'm going to throw out because we've got nine cards or nine nine matches on that card this is a hell of a card too i gotta say a lot of uh we got some wwe involvement here obviously adam cole in action we've got gulak we've got matt riddle we've got Tazawa. uh what
3: are you guys looking forward to most on this card kyle drew gulak v matt riddle oh yeah that should be outstanding they'll be they'll be given um Obviously a much more higher profile platform than they would um in WWE. And and if memory serves me correct, they had a pretty good match already in NXT.
1: Now, technically, um, technically, this is a uh NXT guy fighting a main roster guy.
3: Yeah, and it's funny. Um, you know, you if you're picking winners here, I don't think many would pick Tazawa to beat Adam Cole. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, there's also the men, you know, in addition just to belabor the obvious point, I think there's the notion you, you don't want a two of five live guy beating your nxt champion true yeah but with gulak and riddle it'll be interesting to see if that you know riddle not being a champion you know you're right because it is a little interesting dynamic there Mm -hmm. uh
1: justin you plan on watching the show
3: gulak being the champion probably you know if they cared i mean i guess it doesn't matter but if they care at all about that he probably shouldn't lose
1: yeah i feel like this is one they could go to a non-finish yeah because just because, like you said, you don't want to probably beat Gulak as a title holder, but Riddle, the rising star, do you want to beat him? Yeah. I don't know. No. Yeah. So we shall see. Uh, Justin, your thoughts heading into this one?
2: Uh, I'm more excited about seeing the guys that uh, I haven't seen much of. Basically, mm-hmm. the Evolve guys. Uh, I, I think Gulak and Riddle would be good, but I just I don't have a lot of interest in those two, you know, the kind of the WWE matches.
1: Yeah. Um, Kyle, as as the resident uh, expert here who throws out the deep dives every week and we'll have something here coming up for you guys at the end of the broadcast, is there any particular uh, Evolve guy here that maybe the masses haven't seen much of that you would say people should keep an eye out for?
3: Okay, so I was actually going to bring somebody up and it's not that he's the best person you'll see on the show but austin theory is someone who's like when people watch him, they're always like oh this is a guy that is obviously in the pipeline to wwe Mm -hmm. so that's the you know maybe it says something about the way wwe (laughs) recruits or your or what but um and you can debate that but no austin theory is a guy who's been linked to the wwe uh, for a long time. So I, I think he's someone people should pay attention to for that very reason.
1: He was also featured on the Wrestler series on, uh, mm-hmm. what channel is that on? Vice. Uh, Land, Vice. Yeah. Vice. So, uh, yeah, he's a guy to watch, uh, super talented. He's the evolved champion. So he's taken on JD Drake. He's the WWN challenge, uh, champion. And so this match is for both titles. Mm. So, uh, we shall see. But I mean, yeah, you look up and down this card, another really, really good card. Uh, you're going to be up late. If you're going to watch both of these shows on Saturday, one after the other, you'll be up really late, but a lot of great wrestling action, I would say.
3: I think I'm probably going to do the second one Sunday morning. Same. I don't think I can stay up late enough.
1: <laughs> Not with <laughs> kids, man. Yeah. I'm out a lot earlier than I used to be. Yeah. Um, all right. So, before we get to extreme rules i gotta throw out the plug to our friends at wrestle rumble wrestle rumble is doing a uh contest where you predict i'm gonna pull up the uh winning amounts you can win here while i'm talking about it but wrestle rumble we promote them each and every time they do a wwe pay-per-view contest you can win real cash basically by going on there you get an entry for ten dollars and uh, you compete against everyone else. You choose the winners. You choose stipulations. You choose if weapons are going to be used, the timings of the matches, and things like that. And you can win real cash. A uh, couple of us have actually won cash doing this as well. You can see if you can beat all three of us. We'll all have entries in Wrestle Rumbles contest. Um, basically, for this one, for Extreme Rules, uh, first place gets $500. Second place, $100. bucks. 3rd place, $100. bucks. 4th and fifth place. 50 bucks. Um, if you get sixth through 10th place, you will get a free entry for the NXT TakeOver Toronto SummerSlam and AEW All Out pick-ems that they're going to do. So, all three of those would be able to win cash too. So, uh, yeah, it's a ton of fun. We, myself, Justin, Kyle, we love doing this. We're always texting about it and our picks and everything. Uh, Makes watching the shows a lot more fun, I think. They're cool people. They've been a great uh, relationship for us as a show to develop. So check them out at uh, WrestleRumble.com. And we will be giving away a free entry as we do every time they do a contest. So make sure you follow us. Speaking of Twitter, at Top Rope Nation. Make sure you are following us. And uh, we'll be giving away an entry this weekend for Wrestle Rumble as well, as we always do. So that brings us to the last pay-per-view of the weekend, WWE Extreme Rules. We've got 10 matches on the card. I don't think they haven't announced what's on the pre-show,
3: have they? No, they have not designated it yet. Okay. So... check on that, but I'm pretty sure they have not. Yeah.
1: Looking up and down this card then, guys, uh, before we break them down, what are you most looking forward to heading in, Justin?
2: Um, Well, you know, as Always, it comes down to how much time are they going to get. Um, I think Ricochet and Styles obviously is a big one that could, uh, uh, really tear the house down. Um, but my number one, and it all depends on time, is Alistair Black versus Cesaro, which is also kind of rips at my heart because, like, I, I i was starting to think, like Hey, I think they're finally starting to push, uh, Cesaro a little bit, but, uh, Kind of looks like they were just fattening them up to feed to <laughs> Aleister Black.
1: I love this answer, though. And to quote another person, highly respected media personality, love Justin it with all my heart and soul.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> because those just, are the
3: two matches for me, too. It's funny Justin mentioned that and then you, too, because I'm going to be... I have an opinion about Aleister Black and Cesaro, that booking. May not be a popular one, but it's the right one.
1: Well, you know, I saw two possible opponents for Alistair Black there now, Cesaro, I think Russell votes broke this a couple weeks ago. I think it was them that Cesaro was going to be the guy that knocked on the door. Could have also seen it being Randy Orton.
3: Uh, should have been Randy Orton.
1: yeah, we'll I think I was gonna that. say that. I think Randy Orton would have been a better choice, but yeah, um, yeah the the a j ricochet match, we're gonna get to that too. I'm really looking forward to that. I mean that has that has a chance to be the best match of the whole weekend. So we'll see. But uh, this is the WWE show. We usually go through these match by match. You guys want to just pick out a few or you want to break it all down?
3: We'll do it all though.
1: All right. This is what the people live for. Extreme Mm -hmm. rules. All right. Let's start with... uh, I think this was one of the most recently announced matches, uh, and that is the Raw Tag Team title match. Mm-hmm. So you got the Revival defending against the Usos, which it seems like this is, you know, the feud we've been talking about for a while because when you look at the Raw Tag Team division, I mean, this is this is the feud that makes the most sense. It's the mo- two most uh, believable top-tier tag teams to battle for your titles. But herein lies the, the problem again. What's that?
3: They took an interesting path to get there because yeah. <laughs> I think this is the first time they have worked a pay per view.
1: Yeah, I, book, I think you're right.
3: The, book, the booking to get here definitely wasn't very what I would call linear.
1: No, so I mean, here lies the problem again. We should only have one tag team champion. I mean, if after this, I where is there really to go? You know, each brand, it's it's too much to have two tag titles. But I mean, I it should be a good. It should be a good match. Great um, match. If I think. Should the titles change hands? I would not change the titles here. I'd keep them on the revival. What do you guys think? As I crack a beer open, as we get started with extreme rules here.
2: I don't, I would really like to see some uh, consistency with the tag titles. Like I, I don't know if I could name the last six teams to hold these titles. Um, So I just like, let's build the revival for a while, even if they're, they haven't signed new contracts or whatever. Uh, I just don't know what putting it back on the Usos does. Right.
1: Like, I mean, unless you have a huge storyline in mind for SummerSlam and you need to change the titles to get there, I don't see why you would change any titles on this show.
3: And it's hard to believe that they have any huge plans for the tag team titles. <laughs> exactly. For either brand. Uh, exactly. You guys have kind of talked me into the revival here, by the way. Are they still affiliated with Shane McMahon or not? Or are we going to give up on that? Who knows, man? Okay. Um, also, we, we have to give a salute uh, on Raw. A Raw, which I texted you guys, I thought had the worst promos maybe of any <laughs> televised wrestling program I've ever seen. I yeah. thought I thought all the mic work on Raw, for lack of a better term, was just dog shit. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, But to, what I wanted to bring up from Raw is, the, did you get that six man? We got the new WWE trope in that in the Elias revival versus Ms. Uso's six-man, the new WWE trope of, well, if we don't want a guy to look like a loser, we'll just have him walk out in the middle of a tag match and never return. <laughs> with Elias, you know, they did that. Remember, Justin, you brought... Who did they do that with?
2: Drew entire. Like,
3: yes, like the night after man- the week of Mania or whatever. Yeah, that's what they did with McIntyre. Yeah, Elias... Meltzer brought this up, and I tipped my cap to him. You know, Elias... With his team up one fall to nothing, just left. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I've seen it all now.
1: (laughs) Took his ball and went home, man.
3: But I I just think you're right. Like, if the Usos win here, okay. um, I mean, we know it's WWE. The feud doesn't necessarily end when we think it might. But there's just not a lot of options if the babyface team wins it here moving forward. No. Now, who knows? There may not even be a SummerSlam match, <laughs> a Raw Tag Title match on the SummerSlam card, or on the main card at least.
1: Probably not the main card. I, I gotta, I gotta assume we'll do something, but yeah. yeah. But
3: this should be a really good match, and I, to be honest with you, I wouldn't care who won. I mean, that might be an issue in itself, but you know, I, I'm not going to be mad either way. Yeah. So it sounds like at first glance, we're all taking the revival here. I'll put that down as my official pick.
1: All right. So uh, if anyone's keeping score at home, like our guy Brian out there in Cleveland, all of us have the revival. He had a great idea. Did you guys see that? We should keep track of our win loss on our predictions and see who comes out on top. I agree. We should. (laughs) I don't know if I want to go through the archives and like retroactively do that, but it might be fun moving forward. Mm -hmm. Um, All right. Here's a good question for this one. So this is the last man standing match. It's Braun Strowman, Bobby Lashley. Uh, based on how television has gone the last couple of weeks, are you guys more excited to see this one than before they worked the angle with the stage exploding, or do you still not care? What do you say, Justin?
2: Don't care,
3: <laughs> Kyle. I want to say I care more, but I don't know if I do. You know, it it just seems like where they're going. Well, I agree with it completely. So I'm not. I can't complain too much. It's just so formulaic. It's just. We what's one of those key phrases we use on this program a lot? Max potential. And I feel like this is a match that would have been way bigger at this time last year. Mm -hmm. And and still, I mean, maybe some wouldn't have found it, you know, tickle their fancy, but I think it just would have been a much bigger deal. They just have never had a real clue what they're doing with Lashley. And his lack of personality doesn't help his cause. No, it doesn't. And he's clearly going to lose here.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I would say I'm modestly more interested. I would say that Strowman is more interesting now than he has been in a few months. You know, like he's he had been trending downward for a while. I'd say they've kind of increased my interest in him a little bit, but overall, it's, this is not like one I'm you know looking forward to that much. But uh, here we are. It's Extreme Rules, so as we talked about last year, guys, you got the four stipulation, so it's the last man standing match. Uh, yeah, I'm taking Braun Strowman. Kyle, you're taking Braun Strowman, as you said, Justin.
2: Um, God, I mean, Flashley doesn't win. What What does that mean for Rey Mysterio?
3: That, that's tr- okay. Well, great take. <laughs> great take. That That was another thing I wanted to go off about on Raw.
2: And not only that, but Lashley was the one who basically took the spear into the uh, uh my drawing a blank as to what it was the called L- the LED board. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he was the first one to recover. And then he comes back and squashes Ray. He's like it, it just doesn't to me make sense for Braun to win this. I'm gonna go Lashley. Wow. Hmm, all right. That's there never we go.
3: that's never a good thing when uh <laughs> for Ryan and I when just degrees <laughs>
1: <in the> <laughs> yeah I mean they they sold it as even like uh Lashley did that promo and SmackDown on how you know, Strowman shouldn't have attacked him. Strowman attacked him and he was one. Ha ha, they got hurt the worst. So I mean they kind of built it up for Strowman to get some revenge, I guess. But um, I, I I don't
3: I, I don't think Lashley's long for the promotion. From I understand there's been talks of him going back to Bellator. Hmm. So I mean, I, I I think that this may be and, and you you hear this other talk about you know that Paul Heyman, he knows, you know, he knows the right way to use braun right? You've been hearing a lot about that in the last couple of weeks. Um, I the, As for the Lashley squash array, I wanted to mention that for sure. Not just, you know, because Lashley was like showing no ill effects of the big angle from the week prior, but why would you use Ray Mysterio in that spot? Here's a guy coming back from injury. Theoretically, people are excited. You've hyped his appearance. Oh, hey, guys, I'm back. I'm ready to go for the U.S. title. Now let me get my ass kicked by Bobby Lashley. <laughs> Yeah, speaking of nonsensical booking, like, there you go. There are, like, I don't disagree with Bobby Lashley winning a squash match to build him up for this match with Braun. I don't, I, I actually quite like that idea, but there's so many guys you can use for that spot. Not against and, an all time legend. Yeah. Why is it Ray Stear? Ray who has been squashed bad twice uh, in the last couple months because, you know, he got squashed by Joe at Mania. And we're supposed to take him seriously?
1: yeah it makes no sense from from ray's perspective because here's a guy who didn't lose the u.s title so he should be out for revenge to get the title or revenge on joe well and, he can't
3: though because yeah because i mean joe lost the u.s title so that's yeah
1: but he, you know maybe he'll still come after joe who knows but mm-hmm. then he loses in a squash so like who cares now about ray
3: mysterio And it's like yeah. if you lose to ray because you know they're gonna want to i mean they'd be dumb to just give up on ray i mean Remember when this guy's having great matches with Andrade at the start of the year and mm-hmm. we're all we're all raving that like this is the like the ray of 1996 all over again? Yeah. What has happened here, folks? It's like this guy Why? doesn't age. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: and like, now all of a sudden
3: I mean they're they're beating this guy in 30 seconds. Yeah. Oh, for the love of God,
1: man. Yeah. That made no sense. No sense whatsoever.
3: There are so there are like 30 people on this roster you could have used instead of Ray Mysterio in that spot yeah <laughs> Squ- squashes work when the guy looks cool doing the squashing not like you know in their mind they're like oh well, ray's kind of a named guy and he got crushed you know that'll really work for lashley but no not really yeah. all everyone talked about is like what are they doing with ray yeah how impressive is lashley
1: well speaking of what are they doing with the guy let's talk about daniel bryan <laughs> <laughs> defending the tag titles with Rowan. Hey, that transition. There's your professional that, host. That was very good. <laughs> Daniel Bryan and Rowan against The New Day against Heavy Machinery, triple threat for the SmackDown tag titles. Now, if I'm going to pick a switch, god, I mean, I want to pick it here so that we can give Daniel Bryan doing something of more importance. Do you guys think it's possible to get a title switch here? Uh what do you think, Justin? I mean, it's
2: definitely possible. Like likely, maybe I should say. I don't think likely. Um, I mean, I don't know. It just seems like a weird time to give heavy machinery their first uh, first run with the titles, and uh, I mean, new. I don't know. I. Uh, I don't. I don't know if that. Goes to the booking, but I, I just don't have any kind of feel for yeah who's going to come out of this match.
1: Here, let me let me give you a theory here on on what they could do.
2: So Ooh.
1: i I would like to see the new day. I love when I get that reaction from Kyle because it makes me feel important. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're gonna like this one, Kyle. What if you get the new day, winning the tag title, so that you can at least for a few weeks have Kofi with the WWE title his partners with the tag tiles, all that gold around the new day, because I have a feeling Kofi might be losing the title soon. I don't think he's going to lose it at this show, mm-hmm. but there's this talk of who's Kofi going to wrestle at SummerSlam. So if Brian and Rowan lose the titles to the new day, they're pissed. They go after the new day and their promos. Maybe you get to Kofi and Brian at SummerSlam. Connect the dots
3: that way. <sighs> I wouldn't, mind. I mean, obviously they did a great job in the Mania program, but I, I don't see them happening. They kind of blew that off on TV. Yeah. I mean, I guess you're right. I mean, they could reach, I mean, look, there's been a lot worse ideas play out on WWE television over the last six, three that, or four months. Yeah.
1: I mean, that's the thing. They didn't really, after Mania, they didn't really follow it up too much. And here's Brian who's been languishing at a tag team. I mean,
3: at a time when the company is so weak on the heel side. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'd love to see him just get thrust back into a, much better position on the card and i feel like with the new day connection with kofi holding the title that's a way you could do it um but uh i don't know i just really want to see him lose the tag titles here so i agree that i don't see it going to heavy machinery so i think i actually am going to pick the new day in this match
2: i i like your idea so i'm i'm going to go with that new day
3: there we go nice to justin's apathy here this has been like Circular booking from the WWE 101. Um, you know, it's just been like teams, these three teams kind of trading wins in such, situ- you know. Um, you go back to last month, the New Day actually lost to the now defunct team of Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, but they're in the title picture because they beat the champions on TV once. Um, heavy machinery, of course, um lost to Brian and Rowan at stomping ground. But they're in here because they beat Owens and Ziggler. Um, and, you know, Daniel Bryan um, beat Big E in a singles match. So it, it, it's just kind of been these teams trading wins. Um, it's not particularly enthralling. With the one heel and two baby face scenario, I'm going to go with the heels. Even though I do think a title, if there a title is going to change on this show, this is probably in the top two for mm-hmm. me, most likely title yeah. shots. I agree. All right.
1: So you're going with uh, Brian and Rowan retaining. Yeah. All right.
3: Not, yeah, again, though, I'm with you. If Daniel Bryan were to lose these titles and go do something more meaningful near the top of the card, I certainly would not be upset by that.
1: Yeah. All right. Uh, we haven't talked about the Cruiserweight title match. So we've got Gulak one night after the Evolve show defending against Tony Neese. Cruiserweight title match. Uh, let's see. I think, mm, I think I'm probably going to go with Gulak here. But uh, if they do draw in you know, the Evolve comparison, they could bring in the fact that, hey, he competed last night in a tough match, and maybe that's an out for him to lose the title. Uh, what do you think on this one, Justin? Drew Gulak. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Gulak has shown he's got a personality. Mm-hmm. Tony Neese, God bless his soul, is not so you know in WWE world or really any world, um, that counts for something. So, and plus, Drew Gulak just won the title last year, too they're early. Not, they're not going to change the title that quick, yeah, too early.
1: Okay, so,
3: uh, got- it's really awesome. Let's be honest here,
1: <laughs> he
3: is. I would agree.
1: Uh, Alistair Black Cesaro talked about this one a little bit ago. We be, I think we kind of agreed it maybe should have been Randy Orton in this position. Kyle, would you like to expand upon that thought?
3: Okay, so what's the goal of this match? What do we think the goal of this match is? It should be to get over Aleister Black, which therein lies the problem. Okay, so how do you get a guy over? We talked about this with Nakamura. Remember those matches he had with Dolph Ziggler? And mm-hmm. we're scratching our heads like, what are they doing? This is going to, like, it could be a good match. It should be a good match. It's almost always a good match when Cesaro's involved. But like Alistair Black, unless it, this match is like total blow away, which, okay, maybe it could be. It, having a competitive match with a guy who's also going to look good in the process is not the best way to get over a new character. I, I think Cesaro, as great as he is, as much as I want to see him wrestle on a major show, is... Uh, just a wrong choice for this spot because he's a guy who also people feel sympathy for. Like, oh, he should be higher on the card. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and by the way, who's the babyface and who's the heel in this match? Is what's black supposed to be? I've I've kind of actually had trouble putting my finger on that. He was a babyface when he was, you know, his whole NXT run and him and Ricochet were a baby face team, but isn't it sort of like a heel presentation? Yeah, I, I'd, I'd say black, black
1: should be the face, but yeah, it's it's kind of hard to tell. I guess if you're, if you're going from continuity based on what he did with Ricochet, you would think he's the face. Yeah.
3: So here's the thing with Randy Orton, you, you talk about this, okay? And they actually did this finish on the house shows to their credit. I wonder if the Orton injury, maybe Orton, what look, maybe we shouldn't be too critical without knowing all the facts. Is there a chance of Randy Orton, who's kind of battling some neck issues? Maybe he was planned for this spot because they kind of dragged this who's knocking thing out for a long time. Or they've spotted him against Kofi
1: for SummerSlam. Okay, or
3: that too, and they don't want him to lose. Yeah, that's true.
2: Ugh. Is that the rumor?
3: I've heard that, yeah. I had heard that, but that was kind of like a while ago I heard that. I feel like Randy was, they were going to rev Randy up for a title run. Yeah, but Randy would have been so good for this spot. Here's a guy. Imagine he comes knocking, and imagine Black just hits Black mass and beats him in under a minute. They did that finish on the house show. So it's not out of the realm of possibility. Mm. That would mean you talk about getting Aleister Black over. Hey, he just, you know, beat a a you know, 13 gazillion time or whatever WWE champion. Yeah. Minute. That, that would work. Mm-hmm. And Orton, um, you know, he's got so much cachet, it wouldn't be like the Mysterio deal where it would hurt him.
1: Yeah, he can Orton's at the point where he can come back from anything,
3: pretty much. Yes, he's completely bulletproof. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, you got to go with Aleister Black here. I agree. It should be a good match. Like as a wrestling fan, I'm really looking forward to watching it. But like when you put on your booking hat, you're like, eh,
3: probably not the best guy. And you can't do the squash; the people will be mad. It'll yeah. have the completely wrong effect if they do something where like he just he did run through Cesaro, the opponent, to get himself over. People will be mad at that because they want they actually want a fifty a competitive match, even though that's the wrong thing. You shouldn't be giving it to them in this instance. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. All right. Uh, Justin, you take an Alistair.
2: Yeah. With a tear in my eye.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right. So uh, this brings us as I look up and down this card, uh, I guess the U S title match ricochet AJ styles, which I got to say, man, the club reunion styles feels fresh. Really looking forward to this match. Um, you could see a title switch here. I don't know if this is the other one you were talking about, Kyle. As far nope. as uh was not probably SmackDown Women's, then maybe. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get there. Now I could see this one going either way because uh it's gonna be a great match. This could be the best match of all three shows of all the whole weekend. Nobody would be surprised. Uh now AJ with what he's doing with Anderson Gallows, it feels fresh. Giving them some gold. Would be a good thing. Do you guys think it's too early though to take it off a of Ricochet? What do you think, Justin?
2: It really seems like it, but I don't, I'm not sure where they go. And unless like they do something where Ricochet is about to beat AJ and then you have the good brothers run in, uh, maybe try and drag this thing out to SummerSlam, but it feels too early to take it off Ricochet. And it, it, I don't know, part of me it seems like to get this club thing really going. Um, you need to have AJ win here. I mean, because they didn't do the club any favors on Monday by having the Good Brothers eat L's to ricochet.
3: Yeah, it, um, it, especially like banana peel finishes too. That didn't exactly help Ricochet either. Boy, yeah. that was, that's one of those matches again where let's let's take up seven minutes of TV time and no one will get over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean
2: Ricochet
1: could be better in the chasing role though I mean I you can make that argument for the title switch put on AJ come back with something at SummerSlam maybe make it a ladder match or something like that Mm -hmm.
3: um what do you think Kyle again booking conundrums 101 you both kind of hit on it this is um a situation where it definitely feels too early um to take the title off Ricochet it feels like they genuinely are trying to push him as one of the you know, more higher profile guys in the company, you know, him and AJ closed the show two weeks in a row. Uh, What do we feel? Do you, okay, here's a question I wanted to ask. Um, Do you guys care more about this match based on how they've done the television the last few weeks or had they just announced the match and done no angles? Like AJ was still a baby face. um, Like they were the first time they worked. Would you care more about that as a pay per view match than what we're getting actually getting?
2: It's tough to say because like I like that they finally are doing something with AJ and the club. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, that means that there's a good chance for a Schmazz finish. Whereas I think a lot of people would just rather see these two go at it for 15, 20 minutes. So
3: And to your guys's point, and you just reiterate it again with you know AJ kind of needing a win. That's one thing I just hate when a, somebody turns, when a character turns. Either way, he theoretically that first of all means is kind of a signal the booking committee cares about you, right? It used to always be that way because they're turning you; they're actually like you know doing something that's a, that's a big deal usually. But like when you turn, you should start winning right away. Otherwise, like it kind of like. You know, it ju- winning justifies the change in personality, essentially, right? Mm-hmm. And if you don't win after you change the personality, it's kind of like kind of a loser, <laughs> yeah. you know? You know, because usually you ch- you change, not always, but you you change, you know, you, you do a face or heel turn because maybe you're a little cold, you know? So um, this is a tough situation for whomever loses. Um, but I see the program going on either way. That's yeah. that's the thing. Like this will not be a blow-off, I don't suspect. No.
1: Yeah, it's uh I would say to to your question, Kyle, I would have you know, just as a, a hardcore wrestling fan, I would have always been looking forward to it either way, because these are two of my favorite performers in the world. And I think AJ as a as a heel has piqued my interest a little bit for mm-hmm. sure. I think was it two weeks ago when Yeah, when he uh, when the club convinced AJ, you know that uh, Ricochet had bad intentions, and he went up to a backstage and slapped him or whatever. I thought that was great stuff. I mean, that really got me into the feud. Uh, But uh, yeah, it's it's a difficult situation because you feel like both
3: guys need the win here, and they, uh, you know, WWE has all this TV, so it's like, well, if you announce the match and hold it off till now. The first if you do like their first match here and not, you know, three weeks ago, the counter arguments, well, what are you doing for three weeks on television with these guys? Mm-hmm. You know. Um, there's probably some ideas. I don't know, but we're not we don't need to get into that now. Um so I mean you could kind of almost done the storyline the same way, but like kind of delayed it all by a couple weeks. Yeah. I think. Where like AJ maybe loses the first match, and that's the impetus for him to turn heel.
1: Mm-hmm all right so uh as we picked
3: i guess you're still in the same situation ultimately though so we shall see
1: so who are you picking
3: kyle ricochet all right rick o'shea rick o'shea famous irish wrestler yes (laughs) justin
1: styles Mm -hmm. title switch i think i'm going to mr joint here i'm going with aj to uh legitimize the choice that aj styles has made Yes. Plus with what happened with the club on on Monday. I think he he gets the win. Makes the grip seem more like more of a force here. Give him some gold. Okay. So this will bring us to the SmackDown women's title match. So we had uh, Nikki Cross signing the contract on SmackDown with Bayley saying she and Alexa Bliss are going to be the first co-SmackDown women's champion. So... To me, this one feels like Bailey is like the odd woman left out here because it, you know, we're obviously going for something between Nikki and Alexa. Seems like a prime feud for SummerSlam. Probably gonna do something with that. And so, like I said a second ago, this is probably where Kyle was going with the likely title change here. It was correct. Yes, Uh, I'm. I am picking the title switch here. Okay. Bailey Bailey retaining last month. I think they do the switch here.
3: So it'll be a co- – you think it's going to be a co-champion scenario?
1: Well, I think they'll play this into the breakup okay. where yeah. Alexa is really the champion and Nikki's tagging along and Nikki's basically told she's not part of – she's not the champion. And then they work that into the SummerSlam.
3: Do they have Nikki pin Bailey but like Alexa's still the champion? Hmm. And, like, it's a deal where it's like, oh, well, the, you know.
1: I think I think Alexa will probably get the bad, win, though. but like somehow Nikki will be responsible for it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
3: I, I'm with you on that because,
1: because with Nikki's, she's had the, the big wins in recent weeks. Mm-hmm.
3: So, yeah. And you, you kind of reference this with Bailey, Odd Woman Out. Mm-hmm. I said it on our Money in the Bank review show, and I, Still believe it now that the whole I talked about how the whole Bailey cashing in scenario undermined Becky Lynch's as a babyface. Okay, still feel that way. This feud is doing Bailey no favors as a babyface because like the the least interesting person out there. Yeah, and and (laughs) every time the people want to get behind this Nikki Cross, so like when you're putting Bailey opposite her. Like the people aren't sure what to do. I think Meltzer mentioned this in his um TV recap, the angle where uh she gave Nikki the Bailey to Bailey for the and um and the Macho Man Elbow. Mm-hmm. You know, the crowd didn't really react because they were like, Okay, are we are we supposed to cheer this or do we like Nikki and this is kind of a dick move? Like, so I I th- I think Bailey has just been done no favors by this booking whatsoever. This has been a really kind of crummy feud for her
1: yeah and the the crowd will be behind uh nikki in the alexa feud and then where's that leave bailey <laughs> you know yeah. on the card so mm-hmm. yeah you, you really feel like bailey's best days as a face are behind her and we've been harping on this for over a year we want to see her freshen up a little bit she's got to do the heel run here I, <laughs> eventually you
3: would i think. agree you would think so it's like the opposite of kevin owens who like desperately needed a baby face run by the way I've said that for a long time and now he's getting it. Oh, he looks good in it, that whole. Oh, time.
1: man. Yes. The uh, Kevin Owens segment was awesome on SmackDown.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. Uh, your thoughts on this one, Justin?
2: Don't really have any. Going with Bailey. <laughs> All
3: right. Oh my God. Are you going
1: with the title switch then, Kyle?
3: Yeah. All right. I think it'll either be co champions or like Alexa is the, the, the they'll have some storyline where Alexa is actually the champion, but like, mm-hmm clearly the reason she won it
1: right yeah so like i said at the top of the show uh or at the top of this preview for extreme rules why switch any titles unless it's unless they have like major plans in place for SummerSlam? and
3: i think nikki and alexa is a major plan so that's why i think you're gonna get the title switch we should be talking about the uh what is it a sinus issue that alexa apparently dealt with kept her off tv this week
1: oh well, yeah you think that will be an issue this weekend i think i mean i think she'll probably be Okay. i haven't haven't heard anything but i'm not
3: dr francois Petit. i don't really know <laughs>
1: yeah i she should, hopefully she'll be ready to go but uh yeah this this seems like a good opportunity for a switch seems all right like
2: a good opportunity for sasha banks to pop back up well funny you said that too. yes i've funny heard you that. said
1: that i was gonna bring that up because um, one of our questions in our preview article to plug it again at comicbook.com where I write is that uh, where does Becky Lynch go after Lacey Evans is no longer a challenger for her oh. not to get ahead of ourselves. But like you, when you look up and down that raw women's roster, where the hell does she go for SummerSlam? And when I was looking at it, it was like the most interesting thing they could do is talk Sasha back to wrestle her at SummerSlam. Don't you think? maybe that gets her maybe that gets her back on the fold. You're getting a a premier match at SummerSlam against Becky Lynch because if you look at the Raw women's I don't know who challenges Becky after Lacey Evans has done. They can't, can't possibly, possibly do have. Becky Lacey again at SummerSlam. So. No, and they
3: no they can't storyline well. Again, I mean we saw Shane McMahon wrestle The Undertaker once in the make key match of WrestleMania where if he lost, he would be off WWE forever. He lost and then was on 3 days later and hasn't left since. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. So, you know, anything is possible. But they have hype that this is like Lacey's last shot and Corbin's last shot. Yeah. Uh, but then again, what if Lacey ends up as the champion? And Baron, the universal champion?
1: <laughs> <laughs> that that facial
0: that way says
3: work. it all. That way, that's <laughs> <how> it <laughs> works. Um, it's funny. I, I thought that um when Justin initially referenced Sasha, it was due to these rumors because Nikki – was cutting that promo on i think it was raw where -hmm. she's like oh you don't value a friend
0: Mm -hmm. you know
3: you don't know what true friendship is and stuff like that so some people took that as some sort of sasha reference but
1: i mean they could do bailey sasha too at SummerSlam, but i i just have no idea where they're gonna go with becky lynch next
3: (laughs) that is a great point that and i'll if are we talking about that match next or no uh, we can do it next. Yeah, we can do it because uh, you know, I think we all three agreed on this with Lacey Evans. Um, say what you will about her work, you know, whether you like the character, or whatever. I think it like throwing her right into the fire, and so to speak, in her first feud was a mistake for this very reason that Ryan brings up. What do you do with her then when she doesn't win the title? You had you introduce her, first feud, she doesn't, you know, she go goes for the women's title and doesn't win it you know you're just kind of going downhill after that Mm -hmm. so i i don't think that was fair to her at all
1: yeah yeah because they're gonna have to build her back up now and yeah it's a very difficult position but no i i think i think seth and becky are are retaining their titles in this match so i i really have no idea where they go with Becky Lynch? Do you have any any suggestions, Justin? Go ahead, Kyle, first.
3: No, I was going to say, I think we talked about that after the, the draft show, the three of us, and we were all like, this Raw women's side mm-hmm. is barren. But there is the wild card rule, which is Justin's favorite. So
1: keep that's, that's
2: That true. was actually what I was going to point out, is Ryan saying, looking at this Raw women's roster, is like, there, there is no roster split my man well, <laughs>
1: even no but even on the smackdown women's roster who do they go to unless you throw unless alexa bliss and nikki come up short and you do like becky alexa but i mean
3: obviously that would be like, no.
1: becky naomi is not really doing much you know like, admit,
3: I, they have not built up any future and there's a lot of women on this roster I mean, that's true.
1: I just, I pulled up the rosters when I was trying to answer this question in the article. I'm like, I don't see any of these people's legit contenders for SummerSlam against Becky
3: Lynch. That that is a really good point because it's not like this division isn't deep and they've built no future contenders up.
2: No. Well, there's just not enough TV in a week to build up any (laughs) superstar.
3: How could they possibly do it?
1: Yeah. No, it's... uh... It's tough, man. I, I'll be interested to see where they go because uh yeah, there's there's not a lot for Becky Lynch to do here. Maybe maybe she'll have to start wrestling men. <laughs> maybe we'll get to the intergender wrestling here. Yeah,
3: they're careful I hate, about
1: that. I hate to
2: say it, but th- that almost makes me want to say that we're getting the title switch. Oh, dear God. that but that's that's the only interesting I mean I loosely use the word interesting thing you can build a SummerSlam with Becky is maybe a rematch for the title against Lacey Evans. I mean, I'm with you. I don't know what else you freaking do with her. So And then, then you have Brock cash in and take the title from Baron Corbin, I guess. Yeah. So I don't think you, you know, I don't, nobody wants a freaking Baron Corbin title one right now. But no. then you also give him the ammunition of saying, you know, He's a former WWE champion, which will, you know, boil the blood of a lot of uh wrestling fans that I know. So is that is
1: that the only way you get a Brock Lesnar cash and cheered is if he cashes in on Baron Corbin? You, well, yeah, obviously if we <laughs> beat any of the current champions, it'd be a total heel move. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the only the only way I can see around this is you somehow bring Sasha back. Sasha wrestles Becky. And you after if if Bailey is to lose the Smackdown women's title, you know, um, you bring her you like you, you set her off TV for a while. Cool her off a little bit. I think
3: I like where you're going.
1: Yep. And then you do the Sasha Becky thing and maybe Sasha gets the title at some point, maybe not at SummerSlam. Maybe they come back. She gets it in the future. And maybe then then somehow Bailey comes back. And they play into this tag team situation uh, on their split up, or how you know Sasha abandoned Bailey, and then they work the Sasha Bailey program. And that's that's the only way well, I
3: would, can see it. I mean, I would say you could just do it in the first match, like at Summers, because you. I mean, it'll be interesting, like how Sasha would be received. That that is like the great unknown. How will Sasha be received in a program in a title program with Becky Lynch? I mean, Becky is you know pretty bulletproof as a babyface, I think. Um, you know, and there was kind of what I thought was some real unfair angst towards Sasha at some point. I mean, would she be a heel? And that's yeah,
1: I think Sasha would initially be cheered when she comes back, obviously because she's been gone. But yeah, she she's a great heel, and I think she could turn it really quickly in a promo, and you know, just kind of complain about Becky and she's always been more talented and she was wrestling for the titles when Becky couldn't even get on the show. And now look, she's the, she's the premier wrestler on raw. Now, where does this leave me? And she just kind of
3: whines and she does the heel turn, but I can agree with that. But the only problem with that is that it undermines your Bailey idea.
1: (laughs) If she's the heel and they keep, well, I mean, but they've been reluctant to,
3: they've been reluctant to turn Bailey heel. So who knows? But so are you saying blow off Ryan? Or, or we both are say, who's saying blow off to this, that Seth and Becky win. I'm and saying Seth and Becky win. I think they do. I, I'll be honest with you. I don't know where again, I don't know where it would leave you with Seth either at SummerSlam. You can make an argument that this should be like kind of one-sided mm-hmm. where like, you know, I know some people have been like, you know, that storyline felt real forced where they like collided in the match on raw. And by the way, psychology again, just making me pull my hair out of raw. They had that mixed tag under elimination rules, but men can't wrestle women. <laughs> so like, what like, you know, it's okay. Like if it had turned into Becky versus Andrade, were they just going to like, you know, do a dance? I mean, you know, <laughs> I mean, I didn't, I didn't understand. It made no sense. They just sort yeah. of like, like take back. They just sort of took Becky out of the match. Mm-hmm. At that point. It was, that was, that was dumb. I um, mean, it made Andrade eat a needless pin. For the record. Silly. Um, But I would just have like kind of Seth and Becky just like do like a one-upsmanship type deal. Where they just, you know, one of them comes in, does a move to the person of of their same gender. Then, you know, they just kind of flip-flopping like who can kick the other one's ass more. I think the crowd would be happy with that. Mm -hmm. I know the crowd wouldn't be happy with a heel win. I mean, Lacey's gone down. For her to win the title, again, goes against all logic. She's gone down twice pretty easily.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Clean, I mean, I guess they could do something where Seth costs Becky the title, yeah, you know, something by him, and that's how they do it. But I, I just the people just don't want that, they just don't want Baron Corbin in the main events anymore. Baron Corbin's not a bad wrestler, he's just not a main event wrestler. So that's the thing because
1: we always harp on WWE having no like long term booking, but this is a rare, one month long term, but this is a rare scenario where you know, like what they did at Stomping Grounds. Clearly, they had this match in mind, Mm -hmm. so they have to do this match. But like in a vacuum, if they could have pulled the plug, they would have had to pull the plug after stomping grounds because that crowd was so negative on Baron Seth. It's like, Baron should not be in the situation again. But since they built it up the way they did and they booked that match the way they did, they have to do this match. But, I, I mean, yeah, you can't really make the case for a title change here because this one shouldn't even be happening. So, yeah, blow off. I think blow off for sure. What's your pick, Justin? Or yeah, Justin.
2: Uh, I mean, pray to all that's freaking holy. It's Seth and Becky.
3: <laughs> we we shall see. Um, and, and I feel like again, like teasing tension between the team way too quick for that. When you're like, people aren't even really emotionally invested into Seth and Becky as an you know as an on-screen couple. I don't think so you know, to kind of just drive through that and already go to the tension. I just, I don't
2: know. Oh, hey, one other thing I want to complain about real bad. Uh Baron Corbin no-selling Becky's forearms uh, at the beginning <laughs> of Raw. <laughs> I was just thinking,
1: is that like the... That's like the slogan for like most wrestling fans as they log into Twitter. Oh, hey, one more thing I want to complain about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's not good. Not good at all. All right. Well, I'll pray too that we do have Seth and Becky retaining and then we can next week talk about where are we going for SummerSlam and then we'll hopefully get some clues on uh, Raw. So, let's see. We'll go with Kofi and Samoa Joe next, the WWE title match and uh you know we've talked about this one for well over a year too i think samoa joe is a guy who could be a great wwe champion if given the opportunity but i don't think this is the time to do it i mean kofi's had such a good run he's so popular you can't take the title off of him a month before the second biggest show of the year you know so i think kofi retaining is is the obvious pick here
3: what do you guys think kyle I believe this is the 3rd July in a row that Samoa Joe is in a WWE title match. Going back to great balls
1: of fire in 2017.
3: against Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Remember what a great job Samoa Joe did in building that particular match. Then Brock showed up, of course, with his usual amount of interest and made sure it stunk (laughs) on game day. Uh, (laughs) Last year, Joe, uh, again, did a great job uh, in his promo work leading up to the match with AJ Styles. And they, you know, would or wait, they might not have worked in July. They worked at SummerSlam. I feel that might have actually been the first one. I could be wrong on that. I could be real wrong. Oh, I may have to double check that. Whatever. The, I, I cannot remember what the July 2018 pay-per-view was. Uh, let's take a look. Here. This, is See, this
1: is why I'm in favor of having the same pay-per-view names every month. So we can at least remember. Have some continuity.
3: Uh, well, I don't know. I think there's an argument against it. Was it? Do do, do list of pay-per-view network events. Hold on. This is real class stuff. By the way, Samoa Joe has no chance of winning this match.
1: (laughs) I mean, if you're going to, if you're going to have the rotating names, just bring back in your house, make it interesting.
3: I mean, I think, well, I mean, I think if you had unique names, you could remember it too, but hold on here. July, 2018. Oh, it was actually extreme rules. Oh, it was the infamous crowd chanting, um, or counting down during the Seth, uh, Dolph Ziggler Iron Man match oh yeah yep. and uh Samoa Joe was actually not in the title match it was Rusev against AJ Styles last year so I lied but my my point is the same Joe does a great job every time Mm -hmm. but he never wins the world title they view him as the utility guy it's unfortunate um Joe kind of an anomaly though in this company I'll say this he does a great job building the matchup, but his matches aren't always great. Sometimes not even good, but. Yeah. Justin.
2: uh fuck, I, I just hate it. <laughs> I just hate seeing Samoa Joe keep losing these matches, but, you know, or, uh, Ryan already talked me into New Day all holding the title. So I, I got to go Kofi here. Yeah. All right, so I'm taking
1: Kofi too. So this brings us to pro I'm I'm assuming this you guys think actually I don't know. Seth Becky. Do you think uh the Taker match is gonna headline with Roman or do you think it's gonna be Seth Becky? No, it'll be Taker.
3: I would assume
1: unless they
2: have something big planned with Seth and Becky.
3: Yeah. They wouldn't do that. okay, I think it's interesting. That question because if Seth and Becky were to lose, I feel it goes on last. Because, dear God, help whoever has to follow that.
1: Because mm-hmm.
3: the crowd will be quite ordinary. Yes. If Lacey and Baron win,
1: just feels like Taker, Roman just got the SB. You know, this is going to be the main event. But we got, of course, Taker and Roman Reigns and uh, taking on Shane McMahon. And Drew McIntyre. I mean, I'm hoping this is about the end of Shane McMahon on television, <laughs> like, at least in the ring.
3: Well, how can it be? He's feuding with about six different people.
1: I know, but all of them man, who have, theoretically, so
3: wins over him.
1: Yeah, so Kevin Owens has to kick his ass now. So, yeah,
3: Miz, what about that?
1: Yeah, Miz. that? yeah, that
3: one never happened. And Roman, And, and theoretically, don't you save? I mean, so, yeah, Again, this is Booking 101. I don't like Shane McMahon on TV either. But shouldn't his big L come in a single scenario?
1: You would think. But uh, oh. yeah, who knows? Who knows with Shane McMahon? Oof. I mean, unless Roman just completely works him over, which Roman probably should. I mean... This this is the match where The Undertaker will, you know, quote unquote, get the bad taste out of his mouth, probably for what happened with Goldberg over in Saudi Arabia. But he'll come off looking better here because Roman's going to carry most of the weight in the match and uh, probably do a pretty good job at that. <laughs> Taker will come in, you know, and, and hit his signature moves and look good and everything. But it's going to be Roman Reigns carrying most of the show. And uh, obviously, I would think Taker and Roman Reigns get the win. Well,
2: if, there's, if there's one thing they've proven, it's that. Reigns and Taker have great chemistry. Yeah.
3: <laughs> is that the worst in ring main event in WrestleMania history? I mean, uh,
2: LT and Bam Bam?
3: Yep, LT and Bam Bam is actually an okay match compared to, like, especially compared to that Undertaker Roman match. I think Undertaker, it was probably the single worst performance I've seen by anyone in a Mania main event. I mean, we're, it was, you know, I know everyone talks about the Andre the Giant. You know, they had to, was half crippled at Mania 3. I didn't think he was as bad as Taker was at Mania 33.
1: That's the one I was going to bring up. As far as, you know, between the ropes, obviously that was a huge match for the characters yeah. and everything. But, uh yeah, it's kind of like, think through the cards in my head. It's kind of hard to
3: come Sid. up with one that's worse. Yeah, Sid didn't turn in a real strong performance. Either time is the main event, but especially the Undertaker match. Yeah. Hmm. Triple H is a baby face every time.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it might be. There's there's probably a strong case to be
3: made. But uh, are are we all on the same page on who's winning here? I guess, but it's weird again. Who's taking the fall? And what are they doing with Undertaker for SummerSlam? You have to figure that they're going to set something up for him for SummerSlam. Is it Drew? We've heard rumors about that Undertaker wants to work with Drew McIntyre. I know he wanted to work with him the first time Drew was in the company. This was supposed to be a match at WrestleMania 27.
2: So maybe this is, you know, Drew gets the pin on Taker.
3: God, that would be great. What if he just like tombstoned him and beat him clean?
1: And then, and then this comes after Seth and Becky lose too. <laughs> the crowd just completely riots. Well, no,
3: actually, actually, what, what happens? <laughs> is Drew does the tombstone on the ta- on Taker, and then Shane comes in and gets the pin.
1: Oh my god, can you imagine
3: Twitter.com after that? Yeah. <laughs> uh I mean, there is an argument to be made. I mean, if they're going to do a Taker singles match with Drew McIntyre, I mean. You, you don't have, you don't set that up by Taker pinning Drew.
1: Yeah. Although, I mean, I think I would go with Roman pinning Shane probably and, and leaving something open-ended for the Drew Taker match. But uh, you did you guys do- see there? I mean, they're selling t-shirts for the Roman Reigns uh, tag team with the Undertaker. Oh my God.
2: A very, did you guys see that yeah very bad it's, it's, yes yeah, it's, it is the, not a the it's graveyard not a gra- dogs
1: the graveyard
3: dogs is now their tag team name so
1: they have an official tag team name as well so
3: what, team do you, what name do you like more the graveyard dogs or the kabuki warriors i mean
2: mm. let's just go with pet cemetery <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: i
1: i'm going with roman and taker i i can't take shane mcmahon and drew here God, they put Shane
3: McMahon so hard, though. I mean, it's not like this will be it for him. He's feuding with literally everyone on the the top. I
1: know, but, like, supposedly they're acknowledging that there's a problem with the product, with the creative changes. So,
3: Okay, what do we think about that? I always think that's hilarious when they send these guys out there. And, you know, sometimes, you know, Punk obviously had a a lot of creative latitude in some of his promos. But they send these guys out here to, like, rip the product. Isn't it? And it gets this huge reaction, right? Like, Owen's got a huge baby face reaction for his promo. Mm-hmm. Especially when he said, we're all sick of Shane McMahon being on TV. It's basically, you, you know that, like, those things are approved and they have a lot of input probably into the words KO says. So, they're, like, kind of acknowledging that their product, like, at least the writers are kind of like, yeah, this product isn't um, maybe in what I would like to do. Yeah right now it's kind of an acknowledgement that like if you're if you're having your baby face get over by saying shane mcmahon's on tv too much you're kind of acknowledging you know a problem mm-hmm. <laughs> which is a problem that you know it and keep doing it yeah so who are you guys taking in this match
2: let's <sighs> make I, it official I, I really want to say drew and shane but you know at least one of Shane's feuds needs to end and I think it's got to be Roman Reigns uh because I, I I mean Kevin Owens needs to do something with them and I'd really like to see Miz get a win back too so I'm gonna go with the uh the graveyard dog experience. <laughs>
1: it, it should be a scenario where it's just Roman and Shane in the ring, and Roman destroys him, gets the victory, and on the outside, Drew and Taker like brawling, you know, and then that leads you to that match at SummerSlam. But I agree Shane that. is
3: discarded. Yeah, I, I I agree with that because you don't want Ro- you don't want Roman's big SummerSlam match to be like a one on one encounter with the best in the world, do you? No, <laughs> air quotes. <laughs> absolutely not oh, yeah give me the graveyard dogs too yeah all right so that is
1: extreme rules guys if you want to hear us review the show join up on the patreon page we'll have a review of this show as well as aew fight for the fallen out probably monday early monday or monday afternoon uh so if you're working on monday you can look forward to that and you know like i said earlier the uh earlier you join our patreon page the better chance you're gonna have to get that randy savage slim gym uh ca- Action figure that we're giving away in August. Check it out and you'll get that exclusive show. Uh also, guys, we've been talking about this, but we are going to be doing a top rope nation classics again exclusively for Patreon. So uh we did Bash at the Beach 96 for July. I mean this was the big uh what 23rd anniversary here earlier. I think it was earlier this week of uh of the NWA NWO forming, not the NWA, but uh, you can hear that on the archives on Patreon. It's the only place you can hear that whole show, but uh, think we are finally going to do the super brawl Two, top rope nation classics that we've been talking about doing one of justin joints all-time favorite shows i'm talking about doing this for months that's going to be the next top rope nation classics it will be out before the end of the month uh so look for that on patreon as well so speaking of old wrestling shows kyle do you have Uh (laughs) uh-oh kyle ross i love this sport (laughs) deep dive of the week picked out for us this week
3: yeah i do all right and i admitted it. justin was laughing because i admitted him before the program i had not thought of it at all i was like i
1: hope <laughs> it wasn't even in our show notes yeah no
3: I, I hope something uh would trigger my fans i could just come up with something real quick and i think it will i know he's been featured before i think our very first deep dive of the week was it not him and Vader at the clash was that the very first deep dive we did? Dustin I think it Jones was. There. I'm yeah. sure it was, yeah. Okay, well, we were talking about Dustin Rhodes. Um, you know, Obviously, him and Cody have the big match coming up against the Bucks on Saturday night. Uh, last week, we talked about the Mount Rushmore of tag teams and how perhaps Dustin Rhodes might be the fourth face on that particular... Uh,
2: By the way, I, I want to have that conversation again. I really feel like we undersold Billy Gunn. There needs Billy to be a conversation. Gunn. Yeah. Yeah. I'm an ass man. I'm an nice ass man. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I to- oh my god! I, I want to add that to our intro right it. there. <laughs> Kyle just screaming, "I'm an ass man." <laughs> that that might I might have to make a new show intro with that in there.
3: I bring I'm, a, I'm an ass man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking. So- but all right. Dustin Rhodes, as we know, is a very great tag team. Uh, okay. Better than Billy Gunn, quite frankly. Better than Bark Gunn. Um, better than Johnny Gunn. Um, but um, we're gonna go with uh him and Barry Windham winning oops, spoiler alert, the tag team titles over the miracle violence connection. Let's do Dustin in a tag team for the weekend, huh? Against uh Gordian Williams. Uh this was on WCW Saturday Night. Uh, one of, the, and by the way, that is on the network. These, and I think it's ten three ninety two. Let me double check though. It was October third, nineteen ninety two. All right,
1: October third, ninety two, on the WWE Network, WCW Saturday Night.
3: Yep. Give me Barry and Dustin over the Miracle Violence connection. If All I remember correctly, I think I'm looking at this whole show. I think the Brian Pillman, Brad Armstrong opener is pretty decent too. This sounds like a whole show I want to watch now. Well, I'll tell you what. If I told you it was in the middle, I may <laughs> want to have that fast-forward feature still enabled. Van, Van Hammer over your boy Mike Freeman. ain't?
1: Uh, yeah, I'd probably skip over that one.
3: How about the Barbarian going over Rick Bravo? Mm, probably skip that one. Ron Simmons defending the World Heavyweight title over Kenny Kendall. Probably skip that one as well.
1: Okay. But uh, the beginning and the ending, <laughs> mm-hmm. for sure. i will probably going to watch both of those matches here in the near future. So check it out, guys. Uh, you can uh, email us your thoughts at topropenation at gmail.com. You can tweet us at top Rope Nation. And Again, like I said at the top of the show, make sure you're following us because it's a whole new account with the same username. So you may not be following us. I'm going to look for the Twitter alerts. See you guys following us on twitter any uh parting words guys before we take this one home
2: i like my salsa mild with the consistency of a milkshake get that chunky shit out of here <laughs> all right <laughs> kyle i'm an ass man i'm an ass man <laughs>
1: <laughs> guys you know you know who are not ass men but are great men That's our supporters on Patreon. I mean, they might be ass, I don't know. But
3: uh, we love it. We respect (laughs) it.
1: I got to throw out the thanks, as always. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Got to throw out the thanks, as always, to uh, the producers of the show. That would be our friends Derek, Kyle, Tim, Forrest, Sean, Gabe, Carlo, Nyree, and Liam, of course. So uh, with that being said, guys, this has been episode 106. It's been an enjoy- enjoyable evening with Kyle and Justin, as it is each and every week. And uh, if you want to hear our recap shows, head on over to patreon.com slash top rope nation. We'll be talking about extreme rules on the late hours of Sunday or early on Monday, as well as evolve and uh, AEW fight for the fallen. So with that said, I am Ryan Drosty here for Kyle Ross and Justin joint. We'll catch you guys next week and enjoy a massive weekend for pro wrestling take care
0: peace